So in the Floyd household, we have um, two types of, uh, of uh, combat that Jonas and I get into, the four-year-old, the youngest one. Um, one is wrestling and one is fighting. They're different. And you got to know the difference because if you come over to the house and he says, you want to fight, um, he's going to throw punches. And if you're not ready, he will punch you in the face. Um, this actually happened when Owen was little. Um, we were in New York visiting uh, Pastor Eddie, and they're about to launch LifePoint Hampton Roads next Sunday, everybody. Come on. Um, and Eddie, was, Eddie actually boxed when he was younger, like, like as a sport. And, um, and so he, Owen was little, and Owen and I kind of had the same thing. And Eddie goes, you want to you box? And Owen was like, yeah. And he walked up, and he goes, bam, right in his nose. <laughs> And so Jonas will do the same thing to you. But fighting means we're throwing punches. Wrestling means we're tickling. Are y'all with me? That means I'm pinning him on the ground. We're holding the arms up and we're tickling. And, uh, and, and he'll, you know, he's going to say, stop, stop, stop. And both of them. And then whenever I'm like, all right, time out, we're done. He goes, do it again. <laughs> and then we do it again. And, uh, and then we fight and then we wrestle. Then we fight, then we wrestle. And then he's like, do it again. And by this time, I'm getting just, I'm a little tired of it. Any, any parents that got toddlers with me, I'm just a little like, okay, we've done this. I'm a little bit over it, but then I'll do it again, right? Because he wants me to do it again. But here's really why I do it again. Because it's often after fighting or wrestling that he'll run into the living room and he'll, he'll jump on me and hug me and then run away. Or it's often after fighting and wrestling that, that he'll run into the room and he'll go, I love you, Dad. And then he runs out again. And what I'm really after is the hug and the love, but it comes through the wrestling and the fighting. Are you following me? I believe all of us have a life that we desire. We want a life of impact, or, or we want a life that's successful, or we want a life that's prosperous, or we want a life that is full and, and full of life, or peace, or, or whatever it is. We could all fill in the blank, and those are all admirable things. Nothing's wrong with any of those things. We, we want a life that, that, that we have in our mind, and we desire a certain kind of life in our, in our mind. And I would propose to you, though, that the life you want doesn't always come through the avenue you think. That the life, I want to say that again, the life you want doesn't always come through the avenue that you think. A lot of us think that the avenue to the life we want are, are really some things that the world has told us. Well, I got to work harder. I got to get up early. I got to stay late. None of that's bad. Are you following me? But oftentimes we get so frustrated and exhausted and we make all these New Year's resolutions and all the New Year's goals and all the New Year's plans um, and, and, and we quit them somewhere along the way because we took the wrong avenue and we ended up at the wrong destination. I wanna to propose to you today that the, the life you desire is available in God, but it's not gonna come through the avenue that you think. This is what the text we just read is telling us. The Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you as well. What are all the other things? Are y'all with me? Say amen. 
All the other things is uh, we got to get the context of what Matthew is saying in chapter six. All the other things are, he's talking about, why do you worry about what you'll eat? Why do you worry about what you'll wear? Why do you worry about the kind of, basically with the kind of life that you'll have? He's saying all that. He goes, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that you're stressing about. Where do I, what's the job? Should I take the promotion? Where do we got to live? What house do we need to buy? What about the kids? Am I going be a good parent? Is my marriage going to make it? Am I going to find a spouse? All these things we, he says, but if you'll put me, seek first the kingdom of God, that's the avenue. All these other things, the life you want will be added to you as well. In other words, God goes, if you'll seek me first, I'll do the heavy lifting. Come on, put your hands together. If you receive that, if you'll seek me first, I'll do the heavy lifting. And so this verse is talking about priority, but it's also talking about pattern. In other words, it's talking about priority. Seek first. It, that, that gives us order. Don't seek God second. Don't seek God third. God doesn't want to be fifth on your list. God doesn't want to be after your child and your spouse and your career and your friendship and the sport you're in. God doesn't want to be after all that. He goes, no, I want to be priority. I want to be first. Seek first the kingdom of God. But he's also talking about pattern. Each day, what am I going to do? I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. It's going to be the pattern of my life. When hard things come, seek God first. When good days come, seek God first. When I don't have direction, seek God first. When I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to seek God first. I'm going to have a pattern in my life that day by day, day after day, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. It's priority and it's pattern. Somebody shout pattern. And there's another text in the, in the Bible that I think shows us how do I seek first, and it, and it gives us some insight into this idea of pattern. I, I think this year will be the best year if you can get this seek first thing down, Pat. No matter where you're on your journey of faith, I think if you'll seek first the kingdom of God, it'll be the best year, because it's only going to be the best year if it's the best year spiritually. If you're with me, shout amen. It's found in John chapter 15. John chapter 15 says this, verse one through five, it'll be on the screen if you don't have a copy of the scripture. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This is Jesus speaking, so we're getting the characters in the text. Jesus is using this metaphor of I'm the vine. In other words, I'm the one that's got the roots in the dirt. My father is the gardener, so he's the one that is working the vine. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, why? So that it'll be even more fruitful. And he says this, this phrase, it's, it's I, I'm explaining in a minute, but I love it. He says, you're already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. Remain in me, somebody shout remain. remain. Come on, touch your neighbor, say remain. remain. If they were offended, don't touch them next time. If you remain in me, then he gives you a promise. I will remain in you. Then he tells us again, this idea that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. In other words, the Christian life isn't hard. It's impossible to do it on your own. And then he says, verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. So he's, he's reiterating this. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. If you remain in me, then you'll bear fruit. The life that you want is the fruit of your life. That's really what we're talking about here. You're really desiring fruit. I want peace in my life. That's fruit. I want success in my life. That's fruit. I want impact in my life. That's fruit. Are you following me? And Jesus says, I want you to have all this too but it's not gonna come through the avenue that you think. And so I'm gonna give you the avenue to get the fruitful life that you really want, and the way you do it is to remain in me. Now let's unpack that a little bit. Before this, he says, you're already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. So here's what I want you to understand up front. Everybody lean in and listen to me. This is not a salvation issue, it's a fruit bearing issue. He says, you're clean because of the words I've spoken to you. In other words, your salvation or your security or of heaven, your your relationship with God is not based on anything that you can do. It's not on how good you are, how bad you are. It's not how much you attend church. It's not how many days you're at, 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's not any of that. It is based on the grace of God alone, nothing more and nothing less. He said, you're clean because of the words I've spoken to you. Are y'all following me? You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to, God's already accepted you. You're not on the voice waiting for him to push the button and turn around. His chair is already turned around. He already says, you're on my team. I love you just like you are. I won't leave you there, but I love you right where you are. Come on, you should give a better amen than that. The grace of God. But this is about fruit. This is about evidence that you are plugged into the vine. And it is not unreasonable of God to expect fruit out of you. It's not unreasonable of God to expect evidence that you're connected to the vine. That's why he's saying in the front, if a branch doesn't bear fruit, then I move it, I cut it off of the vine. Why? Because there's death in it. The only reason it wouldn't bear fruit is because there's death in it because it's not really connected into the vine. It's gone to getting the nutrients in the vine. But he says, if you're connected, if you say you're one of mine, if you say you're a follower, if you say you're a disciple of mine, then there's gonna be evidence in your life of that. Not perfection, but evidence. Are you following me? And it's not unreasonable of God. That's not condemning of God. That's not God's so high. No, no, it's just reasonable. If you're Floyd, I expect some things of you. It means something. We're gonna be life-giving in how we talk about people. We're gonna be generous in how we live our life. We're gonna give our lives away. That's what it means to be a Floyd. But there's some things it means to be a Christian. Are you following me? And so there's gonna be some fruit. And he said, the way you produce that fruit is not new, it's same. The word remain means to continue in. In other words, I'm gonna keep doing the same. But, but isn't this the new year? I need a new thing, a new thing. No, I'm going to counter it and say, no, you need same. You just need to keep doing the same. Now, there are some things that you don't need to keep doing, all right? I wrote a few down. I, I want to give them to you. <laughs> Write these down. You don't need to do stupid same. <laughs> stupid same is doing the same thing that is getting you nowhere, but expecting different results. Come on, don't do stupid same, write these down. Everybody should write these down. Even if you're like, I don't even love Jesus, write these down, this will help you. 
Number two is stagnant same. Don't do stagnant same. No progress, no moving forward, no becoming what God wants you to be. Don't do scared same. Allowing fear to control your life. Don't let this be the year that you just, you let fear control it again. How about this one? Don't do stubborn same. <laughs> stubborn same. Refusal to change, even though the current path is not leading to the life you want. You know, some of us are stuck in stubborn, stubborn same and stupid. It's the stupider. It's the, it's the combination of the two because of the circle you run in. This ain't in my notes, but can I go there for a minute? This is why you need to get into a small group because the group you're currently running in, the moment you try to break out and become everything God wants you to be, your advancement shines light on their dysfunction and their stubbornness. And so they wanna do everything they can to pull you back down. And some of you be like, this is a year that I'm not doing stupid same or stubborn same. I'm gonna do the same that leads me to the thing that God wants to me. Same is actually to your advantage. Think about it. When you're doing the right things, same is to your advantage. Think about the athlete that goes to the gym every day. Every day. Every day. Same. Same, I'm show up every day. What happens? They end up becoming the ones we wanna watch on TV. Think about the basketball player that goes in, does a thousand free throws every day. Same, over and over and over and over and over. And are y'all getting the point? Over and over, it's consistency that compounds in your life over and over and over. And some of us, we miss what God wants to do because we do the same for three days and then we move on to something else. And there's no time for even roots to get down. There's no time for even a bud to spring. There's no time for fruit to even start bearing in the life because after three days, we're like, well, God must not be in it. I, I came to 21 days of prayer on Monday and I didn't see a miracle. So I'm going, I've slept the rest of the, I'm just, <laughs> are y'all following me? It's like we quit, we give up so easy, but, but same is, I think about Joshua and the children of Israel. If you're unfamiliar with the story in the Old Testament, God said to them, here's how you're gonna defeat your enemy and take over Jericho. Here's how you're gonna have the life that you want. It's not gonna come through the avenue that you think, but it's gonna be the life that you want. You're gonna take down the walls of Jericho, go march around it one time a day for six days. Man, that's an inspiring vision to share. Gathers the nation, God has spoken. They're like, here we go. Fire out of heaven. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fireworks and it's gonna be amazing and smoke and angels are gonna fly around. He's like, here's what we're gonna do. Everybody line up. Get your Fitbits. <laughs> we're gonna walk and nobody say a word. All right, maybe back here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> this is 
awesome, God. This is so cool. Meet me back here tomorrow. Y'all get the point? Day after day after day. Saturday comes. We're going to walk seven times. Same. Day after day, remain in me. You want to bear fruit? Remain in me. You, you, you want the life that you want? You want impact? You want peace? You want, you want freedom? You want healing? You want all the things, that, all the fruit that you want? Remain in me day after day after day after day after day. But, but here's, here's where some of us get hung is that like, I just feel like maybe I'm wasting time. Didn't Joshua just feel like he's wasting his time because I need it now, I need it tomorrow, I need it the next day, I, I, I need it quick, I need it text to me, I need it. No, 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 time is to your advantage when you're doing the same thing. Time works to your advantage when you're doing this. Time isn't your disadvantage. Time works to your advantage. Why? Because the more you do the same, the more you hit the gym day after day, you're getting stronger. And if you put less time in, you get weaker. The more time you put in, you get stronger. Can I tell you, the more time you put in to remaining in God, the stronger you get, the deeper you get, the more intimacy you receive, the more power you receive in your life, the more fruitfulness that you'll have come out of your life, but it takes time remaining in him. So here's what I want you to know is that in this year, what is your potential of the year? I don't know, but I could tell you if I could see your pattern because your potential is in your patterns. What are the patterns that you're doing right now? Jesus gives us some great patterns I would recommend for you that if you'll get into these patterns and it's same day after day after day after day after day, what's monotonous? No, here's it. It's day after day after day. And then all of a sudden you see a little bud come up. And then all of a sudden you see a little fruit begin to burn. And all of a sudden you begin to see a little harvest in your life. And all of a sudden you begin to see, wow, I got, you begin to look back and go, I haven't even noticed it, but I feel a peace that passes understanding. I don't wrestle with that anxiety anxiety anymore. All of a sudden, you don't even know it, but there's, there's peace in your home, and all of a sudden, I'm making a difference in the life of other people, and it didn't happen overnight. There's no overnight successes. It's because I remained in the vine, and the gardener was working with me and developing me and even pruning me so that I could bear fruit, but it's remaining. It's remaining. What are the things I need? I'd give you some recommendations. Write these down on what you need to remain in. What has Jesus already told us? I'm going to remain in prayer. This isn't rocket science, everybody. And most of life isn't. The difference between people that are super successful and aren't most is they're just willing to do the things that nobody else is willing to do. And they're willing to do them every day. They're willing to grow every day. They're willing to invest every day. They're willing to... Come on, health. They're in to eat right every day. And most people aren't willing to do this. It's just the truth. I'm just telling you, you want fruitfulness this year? You want it to be the best year, and it will be if it's the best year spiritually? Then you remain. How do I remain? In prayer. In prayer. 21 days of prayer. Why do we start the year off to get you in the habit of remaining? Just, just connection with the Father. Just remaining throughout your day, pray. Pray about everything. That's what the Bible says. 
Through prayer and love supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will fill your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Prayer. It doesn't have to be these eloquent words, and you don't have to be a theologian. It's a conversation with God. He wants to talk to you. How do I remain? I get in his word. His word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. I get direction. I get inspiration. I get correction when I need it. Hello, somebody. I just remain. How do I get it? How do I, get it? How do I remain? I worship. I worship him. I remain. I just worship God. I turn on some music or just from my heart of gratitude. Are you with me? I'm just remaining this year. Just determine this year, you're just gonna remain. It's gonna be same. A lot of us, we want new. We want flashy. We want, come on, somebody Somebody did this this year, right? You bought a new planner and was like, I'm organized now. <laughs> that planner, like that planner is gonna make you organized. <laughs> come on, come on, I'm telling the truth now. You downloaded some budgeting app. You're like, financial health is coming my way. All I needed was the app. That's it. That's it. Some of you are like, I, got, I, got a gym. I paid for a gym membership. That's going to make me go now. <laughs> Just like all those subscriptions you have, you never use. They're going <laughs> to... Come on, somebody. Are y'all following me? I'm just trying to say maybe it's not new. Maybe you don't need something new. Maybe you don't need a new setting, a new this. I'm just saying maybe you just stick to the basics. Maybe it's just back to, God, I'm just gonna show up every day and I'm gonna love you and I'm gonna love others and I'm gonna be generous and I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna read the word. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna lean into you. I'm gonna care for the hurting. I'm just gonna do the same. I'm gonna remain. Can we just, can we apply this outside of that? I'm just gonna date my wife every week. I'm gonna get away. I'm just gonna same over and over and over. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a goal of so many dinners at the kitchen table together without devices every week. Just over, is it working? They're rolling their eyes. The kids don't seem to care. No, it's making a difference. Why? Because consistency compounds over time. Same, over and over and over. Touch your neighbor and say, over and over and over again. Come on, we're gonna remain. Somebody shout remain. Because your fruitfulness is found in your faithfulness. That's why I always say at the beginning of the year, I'll say it again this year. Give us a year of your life. Just give us a year of your life and go all in on everything. Come to prayer, get on a dream team, join a small group. Start being generous. Start serving on serve days, the needs. I promise you. I always say, give us a year, but it won't take you a year. I have people stop me all the time and say, Pastor, I did that thing you said. And I'm always like, which one? <laughs> I said a lot. They said, I went all in. And it was three months ago, and my life has never been better. It's six months ago, and I've never been the same. Why? Because consistency compounds everybody. Just determine, I'm, I'm gonna be at church every Sunday I can. Just faithfulness. You want fruitfulness? God's told you, it won't come through the avenue you think. I'm telling you, it will not come through the avenue you think. I don't get the hugs and I love yous from buying gifts and saying, do you love me? I get them when I throw punches and tickle. <laughs> and God wants you fruitful. It's not gonna come through the avenue you think. It's gonna come through remaining.
continuing. Same. But here's the deal. This is how you keep it going. Because some of you, you're feeling right now, you're like, oh, I know I need to do that. And I said I'd do it last year. And I'm so inconsistent. And, and I don't want you to feel condemnation. But here's why. Are you, are you leaning in? Look at my eyes. You have to fall in love with faithfulness, not fruitfulness. I'm just telling you, you've got to fall in love with the routine, not the reward. If you fall in love with the reward, I so want the reward, I so want the fruit, I so want the peace, I so want the marriage, I so want the blessing, the impact, the prosperity, I so want that. Then the routine becomes monotonous and you will eventually quit monotony. It's just human nature. All of us do. I quit monotony. If it becomes monotonous, I'm like, what is the purpose? This is not efficient. The greatest gift people can give me is saving time. Are y'all following me? I love efficiency. I hate slowness. That's why I rarely get on 95 unless I have to. Y'all following me? You have to fall in love with the routine, not in love with the reward. If you fall in love with the reward, you will fall off the routine. If you don't fall in love with faithfulness, you will fall off. If it's fruitfulness, if it's, God, I just, I just want the thing. I just want the answer to the prayer. I just want what I'm seeking. I just want that. Because when you get that, it'll be like, oh, what's next? Now you got to fall in love with Oh, when I get here at 6 a.m. on prayer days and I just get to be in your presence, God, whether you answer me or not, I'm just good right here with you. I just love you, just your presence, just seeking. I'm just in love with the routine. Are y'all following me? God, when I open your word and you speak to me, and I'm just in, I'm just in love with the routine. I'm just serving. Why am I serving on the dream? It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that when my alarm goes off at 21 days of prayer, I'm like, praise God, I get to go in at 6 a.m. I'm usually like, it's freezing. I'm cold all the time, everybody. If you know anything about me, I have a space heater in the summer. I'm cold all the time. It's not that I, I, I'm not saying I love all that, but I love his presence and I love his word. Are you following me? And I'm grateful for the reward, not in love with the reward. Because watch this. Oh, get this. Because the real reward isn't the fruit, it's the vine. <laughs> the, the real reward isn't what he gives me. The real reward is him. The real reward is that I'm staying connected to him. I'm staying in love with him. Are you following me? I'm grateful for this and I'm thankful for the fruit and I'm thankful for the reward, but I've got to fall in love with the routine and I've got to fall in love with faithfulness. Why? Because he is ultimately the reward I'm seeking. And I'm telling you, if you will fall in love with the routine, if you'll fall in love with the faithfulness, then the fruitfulness you'll be grateful for, but you'll be able to stay faithful in the middle of it. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Now, let me give you one more thought, two actually, but it's inside the one. Y'all still, still awake? Come on, every campus, y'all still awake? Okay, great. Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing, but if you'll remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. He says you'll bear much fruit. 
So when we don't fall in love with the routine, it's one of the reasons why we end up ejecting and we don't see fruitfulness. I think there's another reason why we get frustrated and we stop short in life. It's not just because we don't fall in love with the routine, but because we don't understand the season. He said, remain in me and I'll remain in you and you'll bear much fruit. He didn't say you would bear fruit year round. Are you tracking with me? And some of us, we want every season of our life to be a fruit bearing season. But if we could work this analogy of I'm the vine and you're the branch, and my father is the gardener, and he's the one that is making sure that the vine and the branches are bearing much fruit. He's doing the pruning, and, the, and, the, and he's taking care of it. If we could work this out, then when you look at a vine, the metaphor Jesus is using, they have nine stages in the cycle of fruit bearing. They, they, they have things like renewal when the spring comes, and they have things like budding and, and leaf bearing, and they have things like... Um, like the fruit becoming uh, coming on, the grapes coming on. They have things like, like ripening beginning to take place in it. And they also have one, and we weren't gonna like this, this ain't gonna be a good shouting moment. We have one called dormancy where nothing's happening. And some of us become frustrated because we want every season to be fruit-bearing season. And in my journey of faith, I find out that every season isn't fruit-bearing season. Some of it's renewal season because I just came out of hell and I need some renewal. Hello, somebody, can we be real for a moment? And some of us, I feel like life is starting to come back and little leaves are coming back if we could use the analogy together. And some of it, there is some fruit coming on and it's beginning to ripen. And then there is a harvest season that becomes and then there is a dormancy season that becomes. And if I don't know the season that I'm in, I'll get frustrated and I'll give up on seeking first the kingdom of God and say that doesn't work for me, but it does work for you. But some of you are what harvest season, but you're in character building season. Season. And some of you, you want breakthrough season, but you're, being, you're learning how to deal with little and be faithful with little before God gives you much and gives you promotion. You've got to know the season that you're in. But on the flip side, could I say, some of you are in a dormant season and you got stuck there and this is the season of breakthrough. This is the season of healing. This is the season for God to promote and do exceedingly and abundantly and above anything you could ask or imagine, but don't quit. Because whether it is dormancy or renewal or leaf blooming, whatever the word was, our response remains the same. Remain, continue in. Because the gardener, watch this, I love this. I read this on a horta bit of verticulture, whatever website. The process is the same and it said this, I thought this will preach but the duration depends on the gardener. The duration of the season you're in depends on the gardener, why? Because it depends on what that gardener is trying to do with the fruit. And God knows what he's trying to do in your life. And God knows what kind of fruit he's trying to produce in your life. And so he determines the season. Your job is just to go, I'm gonna keep praying and I'm gonna keep trusting and I'm gonna keep giving and I'm gonna keep serving and I'm gonna keep worshiping and I'm gonna keep believing your word. I'm gonna remain in the vine because the vine is where my source is. The vine is where my power is. I'm gonna remain. 
Can I give you one more thought? Oh, this is good. I needed this this week. Y'all don't, y'all don't know how many times I'm preaching myself happy. Are y'all following me? If I could take this analogy another step that I think doesn't do injustice to the text, it's what happens when the grape comes off the vine. And I think we can see another application into our life and it's this, the grapes get crushed. And some of you, you feel like you're in a crushing season. You're like, I'm not in a dormant season. I'm not in a renewal season. I'm not in a leaf blooming. I'm not in a budding. I'm not in a, I feel like I'm being crushed. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed earnestly. We talked about that last week. That Greek word for earnest means like it was birthed out of passion and desperation and hunger and great, Drops of blood came out of, out of his sweat glands. And he was praying the scene that he's in. I, I think God's so detailed and that's why you read the Bible and it reads you and you read it and you didn't see that last time, now you see it now and it's so complex and layered and it keeps talking to you after decades of reading it. But he's surrounded by these olive trees that produce olives and here's what you gotta know about the olives real quick is this, is that when they, when they butt out on the tree, their heart is, they're like rocks. But when the first rain comes, which will be sometime in in August, September or so in Israel, the first rain comes, it softens them up. And then what they do is they pull the olive off and they crush it, why? Because the goodness of the olive is in the oil that comes out of it. The purpose of the grape is the juice that comes out of it. And that's where it begins to bless other people. That, that's where other people get to you. That's where you get to cook with it. And that's where you get to have some cra- whatever cranberry juice, whatever you juice. Are y'all following me? You get, to, you get to receive it and it begins to bless you. Can I tell you something right now? I want to speak to someone. You're in a crushing season. And I just really felt impressed of God to say this to you. That God's not crushing you that what has happened is your greatest anointing, the oil is flowing out of you. And that what you're walking through right now won't kill you. And it will not take you out. It may be the darkest days of your life. You may feel like that you are in over your head. You may feel like God has forgotten about you. You may feel like God is hurting you. God is injuring you. Listen to me. God is not injuring you. You are crushed. You are chosen. You are most prized because there is something in you that the world needs. And your greatest anointing will come out of your greatest crushing. Your greatest testimony is going to come out of your greatest crushing. And it's not just going to be about you. God has something on you and for you to touch the world. And so God hasn't forgotten you. God loves you and God's gonna use you in a powerful way. But the word of the Lord is this, remain in the vine. Keep praying, keep trusting, keep hoping, keep serving. Remain connected to the vine because apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you'll stay connected to me, you will bear much fruit. So remain. Can I just declare it's not the year of same or of new, flashy, it's the year of same.
I'm gonna continue in. I'm gonna remain in the vine. Come hell or hot water, I'm remaining in the vine. On my good days, I'm remaining in the vine. On my bad days, I'm remaining. When I can see a light at the end of the tunnel, I'm remaining. When I can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, I'm remaining. When none of it makes sense to me, I'm remaining. When it all makes sense to me, I'm remaining. My response will remain the same. I'm gonna remain. And God says, if you do, you will bear much fruit. The life you want will not come through the avenue you thought. It's gonna come when you remain. Do you receive the word of God today? I'm gonna ask you to pray with me at every location, every head bowed, every eye closed. Some of you, the step that you need to take today is not as much about faithfulness or remaining, it's get plugged into the vine, become connected to the vine. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus, not not religion, not your best effort, not trying harder. I'm talking about an authentic relationship with Jesus. That's what he wants to have with you today. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to take that step to say, God, I wanna be connected to the vine. I can't do this on my own. I can't do it in my own strength, my own power. I need God. And the Bible says that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that the resurrection happened, then you'll be saved. And you may say, saved from what? Well, saved from the penalty and the power of our sin. You'll be brought into relationship. You have a brand new beginning today, a fresh start. Not only that, you'll have the power to have the fruitful life that you want. You'll be connected to the vine. And so if that's your desire, we're gonna pray in just a moment at every campus, even there online. I'm gonna count to three in just a second. I just wanna know who I'm praying with. We wouldn't embarrass you. No one's gonna come to you. If you just slip your hand up high enough, long enough for me and your campus pastor to see. And we're gonna pray in a moment when we do. This is your moment. You just say, God's speaking to me today. I need a fresh start, pastor. I need a new beginning. Then you slip your hand up on three. It's just a sign of faith on three. You do it. One, two, three. Just shoot your hand up high enough, long enough. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. I see you all over the room. Incredible. You can put them down. Church, let's pray this out loud for the benefit of those who just slip their hand up. Say, Jesus. I need you, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen, amen. Come on, let's celebrate those who made that decision. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Feel free to rate, review, and share with a friend. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved or partner with us financially, visit lifepoint.org or download the LifePoint app. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart. See you soon.